0: Welcome back to The Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, Alex Alvisu. This is Episode 71. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that you can visit thedadchronicle.com to subscribe to this podcast for free. Make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Now, on today's episode, I speak with Mary Smith. Mary is a doula, and she started her own online birth education business called Arrow Birth. We start out the conversation talking about what to expect during the birthing process and how to be present in the moment during this often stressful event.
1: The freedom to let yourself be in that moment, I think comes uh, you are able to do that with the right support in place.
0: We talk about how to be ready with the stress that postpartum life can bring after a baby comes into your life.
1: Everything's crazy. So laughing, crying, screaming, happy, sad in like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. is normal. (laughs) Yep.
0: We also talk about the importance of listening to your gut and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting.
1: Your gut instinct is almost always right. And we don't know that when we just first become parents. We don't know that, like, we're not in touch with that innate feeling of, like, hey, I know what's best for my child. We have to kind of learn to be open to that voice inside that says, hey, something's not right.
0: Also, towards the end of this episode, don't miss it. You're going to hear a really awesome offer that Mary is providing listeners of The Dad Chronicle to take advantage of the resources that Arrow Birth has. Here's my conversation with doula, entrepreneur, birthing expert, and mother, Mary Smith of Arrow Birth. Mary Smith, welcome to the Dad Chronicle. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. I'm Thank super you. excited to be here.
0: Very excited to have you on. Now, Mary, um, why don't we take a moment to introduce you, yeah. let people know who you are, um, about your profession and about your family.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Mary Stutzman Smith, and um, as a profession, I'm a doula, and uh, which provides so someone who provides um, childbirth support uh, for families that are going through the birth process. And I've been a doula for over a decade now, so it's been a, l- a long time, and I've helped um, over three hundred families have their baby. Wow! So, yeah, I've been on a journey, seen. Lots of babies be born and um, be a part of the process through you know pregnancy, through postpartum. Um, and, and recently, I, w- I have launched a new online childbirth education and consulting company called Arrow Birth.
0: That's awesome. And we're going to definitely talk about that a little bit later. And we have a great offer for our listeners here to take advantage of some of the stuff that yeah. she has going on. So we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Um, so not only are you a doula, but you're a mother.
1: I am. So yes. you want to talk to tell yeah, us about absolutely. your kids? absolutely. So I have three children. I have a ten-year-old boy named Max, and I have an eight-year-old boy named Liam, and a six-year-old daughter named Audrey. So you know, full house, and um, past the you know the stage of sleepless nights, and onto the stage of you know swim meets and mm. basketball games. <laughs> you know, so different different stage in life than the, the new newbie stage, but um, you know, it, I think I. I, yeah. And just enjoying where we are right now. So. Love
0: it. And how is that? Uh, you know, you've started your own business, which we'll yeah. talk about, but how is how is it managing that work-life balance at this yeah. point?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I bet you if you asked me, I can say one thing and I bet you if I asked my husband, <laughs> he would say <laughs> another thing. So, you know, being a dual is awesome. And in a lot of ways you get to be home more than maybe let's say like a nine to five. Um, but when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. And that can be a little bit, more challenging when we've had babies in the house, because I, as I, you know, would tell my husband, like I would reach over, you know, I have the breastfed baby. That's like, you know, I rock on my husband and say, Hey, I'm going to a birth and here's the baby. And I don't know how many bottles this yeah. baby will need. And here they are and good luck, you know, and I have no clue when I'm coming home. Oh <laughs> so man, it, it, it was just, it was, you know, it's, it's a challenge when you have small babies, but as you, uh, um, have gotten, you know, have, to, have these as they have gotten older, um, it's been a lot easier. So. Wonderful wonderful. Yeah.
0: Now, uh you what, what drew you to being a doula? Was there yeah. some kind of inspiration there? Or?
1: Yeah, so just in my prenatal education with my first. So as I was getting educated, um the first time I was pregnant, I learned about a doula and that back then was kind of not a thing. Like you know, you had to go on some like really old website that had, you know, a few phone numbers and half the numbers you called, like didn't exist. And, you know, you, you were just trying to find, I know this thing exists called a doula and I really want one for my birth. Um, and so I hired a doula. So I found one that I love and she still, um, practices doula work in this area. And, um, I hired her and I kind of learned about the process and just in pregnancy was like, Hey, I'm going to do this when my baby's born. And I think, you know, I've really found a love for this stage of life and just Uber research person. Like I am definitely the person that just spends a lot of time, you know, looking at PubMed and all these like articles and, um, you know, go down rabbit holes on Google. And so just in the process of educating myself, realized that this is what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help other people.
0: What a beautiful calling. Yeah, it is. is, It is
1: truly a calling. Like you, you can't um, do this for very long unless you feel really called because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy job in the sense that when you go to work, you don't know. Well, first of all, you don't know when you're going to go to work and you yeah. don't know when you're going to get uh, off. So you just kind of have to make it work.
0: Well, you're bringing to the conversation today, a lot of really great subject matter expertise around yes. the birthing process, some of the postpartum stuff. So why don't we dive right into some of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, now first, you know, we talked a little bit about what it's like, you know, prior to the show starting, you know, yeah. we were going to talk about the pre birth yep. situation yep. and then the post birth situation, the postpartum. So yep. starting with before uh, the baby's born, what yeah. would you suggest to partners um, to perhaps get ready for this significant event?
1: Yeah. So the, f- the first thing I would like to say is I think um, you have an opportunity to really educate yourself. Um, and so learning about the process, about, you know, what's coming up will help you as you go through it. So some sort of a childbirth education class um, where you can kind of a course or somewhere where you can get the information. Um, and that can, you know, obviously we offer that at Arrowbirth, but you can get that. You know, you can go online, you can take an in-person class, you can go to the hospitals. So just education is going to help you um, know what to expect. But our little tip with Arrow, we have a really fun one that we talk about uh, with with partners is um, what we call the three M's. So uh, we call the three M's match mom's mood. So this is specific to you know when you're in the birth process. So once labor has started and once things are kind of gearing up, usually there's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What you know, as a partner, you're like, ah, how can I help my my you know loved one go through this uh, experience? Um, and using Uh, her cues as, uh, as the guide to how you should respond. So a lot of times, you know, labor takes a long time, a lot of times. So what you, the way you are in the beginning of the labor is not how you'll be later on. Obviously when you're, you know, having the baby, Um, you may, it might feel exciting. It might feel, you might be really chatty. The mom might be really chatty at the beginning and that's times to like be excited and go for a walk and do all your things. And then as the labor progresses, things are going to change. And you might notice that she's, you know, more quiet between contractions or she's, you know, moaning through them or needing to manage in a different way. And so you use those cues to help, um, to guide you to know, you know, a a proper response, if that makes sense. And kind of, if she's quiet, you can also be quiet. Um, so match mom's mood for sure.
0: Yeah, and what sort of ways, like, are, are there other indicators? So, yeah, you've talked about, like, maybe, like, the sounds that she's making through the process. Yeah. Uh, what are some really key indicators that might be helpful for folks?
1: Yeah. So it, it really depends on the stage of labor. So okay. kind of going back to that, like, education piece, we will learn about kind of what early labor looks like, what more active labor looks like. You'll have a guide for, um, you know, just knowing where you are in the process. So early on, you know, you might have control contractions that are, you know, who knows, 30 seconds long, you know, every 20 minutes. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, not as intense and, but you it's exciting because you're like, I think it's the day and you're mm-hmm. doing all the things and packing the bag and doing all of that. Um, and then as things progress, I think you'll know by the length of the contraction, um, and you'll know by the strength of the contraction and how often, they come as a good guide for kind of where you are in the process. So, so what we know about labor is that, you know, things get longer, stronger and closer together. And so that's the kind of guide you're going to use as you are contracting. And as your partner's contracting to know, you know, where we are in the process.
0: I'll tell you what not to do people. (laughs) All right. I love stories like um, this. (laughs) And and, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've shared this on this show. So this might be the first time. So, um, and, uh, (laughs) Deanna was like, we were getting real close. Like, I was in the room with Deanna. Deanna's mom was in the room yep. and we were helping Deanna by kind of holding her legs up. Um, and, you know, I, I looked down and everybody's always like, Oh, stay north of the border guys at home. Yeah. Dads, partners, whoever check that out. It is amazing. It's super it, cool. it, it really was. And I was so fascinated by it that, you know, I was on Deanna's right leg and kind of pulling it back. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's, there's her head. Yeah. There's her head and i didn't i didn't hear anything other than the voice in my head saying there's her head there's her yeah. head and then all of a sudden i feel Deanna sink her fingers into me saying let go of my leg and and she had already done pushing i just kept oh her leg gosh. up and she was about to murder me <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, it's just, her head was, I don't want to hear it, Alex. Like, it was just...
1: Oh, I love it. You got caught up in the moment. I got caught up
0: in the moment. Yeah. And it's a beautiful time. Uh, it is. It, it is so wonderful.
1: We call it, uh, North End and South End dads. That's how I always refer to it. And, you know, we talk about that usually with dual clients or, you know, on like a consulting call about what is... What do you think prenatally are you going to want to be? Are you going to want to be in there and catching the baby and, you know, full on view? Or are you wanting to be shoulder up, kind of North End uh, Dad? And I... I usually recommend to kind of make the call in the moment because a lot of times what you think you want is not exactly how it plays out, and you end up you know seeing something really cool um, and seeing your your child be born, which is you know a remarkable thing. Um, yeah. And then sometimes you're in there and you're like, you know what, this isn't for me, and you can you just have to be a little more kind of uh, trying to get you know closer to the shoulder and try to be you you really I always say you really have to be um, deliberate if you do not want to see, because it is a very all encompassing views everywhere kind of experience. And so if you don't, you know, you gotta be proactive about not trying to see, totally. <laughs> but, go, but go with your mood. I think in the moment you'll, you'll have a very clear idea and, and clearly you wanted to like check it out cause it's a really awesome thing to see. It and,
0: really was. Yeah. It's it was incredible. Beautiful. Yep. Um, I mean, it was gross, but it was beautiful. Yeah, it really yeah, was. Yeah, it's full
1: of fluids. Yes. but...
0: Is, lots, of, you know, lots of stuff happening. Lots
1: of fluids. That's what I would say. Birth is full of you know bodily fluids. Yep. Now, yep. talk
0: to us about uh, the benefits of a doula because this is something that yeah. I I never really thought about for for you know when Deanna was pregnant. Yeah. Uh, and we had Aria, but uh, there's obviously a lot of benefit to a doula. So why don't yeah. you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So typically, you know. Um, a doula is someone you would hire in pregnancy uh, and you would have times in pregnancy for different visits. So they might come to your home and do like a prenatal visit where they'll go over really options. Like what, what do I want out of my experience? And um, do I, you know, want to be unmedicated? Do I want to, you know, have an epidural? And, or do, you know, am I having a C-section? How can I best prepare for the type of birth that you want um, or that you need to have depending on sometimes medical reasons why you need certain things. Um, and so you really game plan. It helps you kind of go through the process us in pregnancy, um, and then when you get, you know, towards the end, there's a lot of like, oh my gosh, I don't know about this, and you know, it's the first time I've experienced this, and so you can run a lot of those questions and experiences by your doula, so it's someone you can reach out to uh, in pregnancy and in, er- in the early labor process. But ultimately, they are there for you when you go into labor, right. so you will reach out, you'll connect, and um, and they are like your, you know, I, I would say it's sort of like the. You know the the manager of the birth, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So someone you can reach out and say, "Hey, I'm having these symptoms. Or, you know, is this early labor?" And they can kind of guide you and help you figure out, you know, when to go to the hospital and you know what your symptoms are like and give you really give you options and alternatives. And uh, and then eventually they come to you in the birth and they will be there doing you know hip squeezes and massage. What's and a hip
0: squeeze? A hip
1: squeeze, man. This is something everybody needs to know. <laughs> it's actually just simply putting like the palm of your Hand on um, the the hips of the laboring person, Mm. and just kind you kind of squeeze in and up, and it is like magic. I always say, really, you have to. Know when to do it because you will be doing it for the rest of the labor. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's usually, and I I usually will often um, show partners how to do it um, to their partner, like in a prenatal visit, um, and usually even in pregnancy, moms are like, oh my gosh, this this feels amazing. Just it takes pressure right off of your hips and it helps your hips kind of slightly open more, which is really good for oh. as the baby comes down. That would so be great. To a little, know. it's a little trick, man. It's awesome, and you can actually Google if you just type in double hip squeeze. There's like probably a million videos on youtube so yeah you can you can get that info and figure out how to do it
0: now okay the obviously being a doula that's a very like it's a very personal thing yeah what should people look for when they're looking for a doula
1: yeah that's a great question um i think you know in my experience i get you know a lot of people asking me about um Uh, you know, my backup situation should, you know, should I be sick or out of town or, you know, have a situation. So you want to find someone that has backup or has like a partnership. Um, There are different kinds of, you know, a lot, Nowadays, there tends to be more um, doula practices where multiple doulas get together and they kind of manage the on call time. And other times, you can just hire somebody that has a solo practice. Um, so, knowing about, like what type of practice you want, mm. solo practice, you would get your specific doula, which um, that's what kind of what I've been been doing for the last 10 years. I really value that relationship. But other people might, you know, want to be able to go with the practice and have that option. Yeah. Um, and it's really like a vibe. It's just sort of, you know, usually we'll, do a consultation beforehand and get a feel for like, Hey, is this the, the match for me? Um, and you really need to feel connected cause it for sure it's, it's super personal and, um, you know, you need to, be, you know, on the same page oh, and yeah. have, have the support Yes, <laughs> and not have agendas. You know, that's a big thing. Just knowing kind of um, asking the doula about what their philosophy is. Sometimes you get people that are really into just like unmedicated natural birth. And if you're having an epidural, it's like, well, that's probably not the doula for you. Right. You know, you want someone that matches kind of where what, you know, the outcome that you want or. Um, so that's it. That would be what I'd say. So backup and yeah, just personality.
0: Yeah. That, see, that's so important. And I, I could see how, like, especially the philosophy piece and uh, w- especially around some of the, the stigmas about certain things about, yeah. you know, you have your baby a certain way, like that could really ma- sour one of the most important moments yeah. of your life.
1: Absolutely. And actually you hit on specifically why we created Arrow Birth was for that reason, because yeah. we've, you know, through, so, uh, so I created Arrow with um, my, my, Best friend, and also she's also a doula, uh, Tara Lucier. And we a lot of times with clients, we we figured out that the education piece that they had. Let's say they prepared for this natural birth, and then for some reason they needed a, a medical induction, and it was a really long labor. And then after you know 24 hours, 48 hours, something went up, and they had a C-section, and they came out going like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't get my thing I wanted out of it, mm. and um, I'm now walking into." becoming a parent, feeling shame or feeling like, you know, I didn't go my way. And, and while it's, it is, you know, there is, there are times where you have to allow for that space for that disappointment. Cause I think that's a real emotion, yeah. but I think prenatally preparing for, um, you know, being flexible and and learning about, you know, the positivity around all the different types of births, <laughs> it can sure. really help you instead of preparing specifically for one path. Uh, and you may end up with another and that, can be a hard transition.
0: And let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. There's another role that you had mentioned about a logistics
1: yeah. person. What, yep. what, why
0: don't you talk about yeah. that role?
1: Yeah. Birth partners are for sure uh, the logistics manager. They So mm. they are, you know, you have to kind of get in that Game space of, all right, if, if it's time, I'm going to be responsible for the bags and I'm going to be responsible for, I always say, manning, manning the phone, you know, mm-hmm. um, knowing when to reach out and let people know that you're in labor. A lot of times people don't know that the very first labor can be, you know, 48 hours. Like right. It could be 24 to 48 hours long. It can be a really long time. Yeah. And, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to reach out and let everybody know on that, you know, first couple of contractions. Um, I mean, you can, but you'll you'll be getting texts every <laughs> every couple hours oh, and needing yeah. to update and then you didn't update them in a couple hours. So I usually- worse. the worst. It's like yes, the worst thing. Yes, yes, oh, yes. It's really a challenge. So I usually recommend clients to not um, let their family members know until they're very well into the birth process, right. far along into the birth process because I think it helps um, let's them be a little bit more present in the moment, um, or even having conversations prenatally with people about when you're going to reach out to them. But that that is all a birth partner's um, job, and um, you know the laboring mom should just be have the freedom to just be in that space, doing the contractions, the hard work of labor, and not have to think about um, you know the bags are here and. You probably still will have the mom do all those things because <laughs> naturally, I feel like women that are birthing are like, okay, we got to make sure we, all the ducks are you know lined up and everyone's uh, everything's a go. But um, but it's nice if they can if you can take that pressure off of them and have some some of that stuff kind of handled. Right, um, can be a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's so. This is obviously as we've been talking, we, we've been really emphasizing how like really ma- magical. This moment is Um, uh, you and I have both been through this from different opposite ends of, of the spectrum. Um, But uh, I can say that for me, I think back to it, it's, it's such a blur. Yeah. Um, And I, I remember very specific moments where it ended up just time slowed down. And and it was when I first held Aria and saw her and like heard her cry for the first time. Like those were moments that I really like, I captured, but because you're so caught up in all the craziness going on between, you know, your, your wife's giving birth to this human, you're trying to make sure she's okay. And then you're trying to make sure that the, uh, that the baby's okay. And then you're trying to make sure that all the in-laws and outlaws know about all the, the things that are going on and Hey, the baby's fine. Mom's doing great. You actually lose yourself in the moment. So how, what, what's the best way for people to kind of stay present? In that moment, yeah. why is it so like? Why is it so important from your perspective?
1: Yeah, um, I think that you know you have these times in your life, and they're you know they're not that many when you really look back. And I, I, I obviously I haven't lived that long, but I you know you there, it's just such a pivotal moment in your life becoming a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know if you get married, but I would say that becoming a parent, in my experience, was almost you know more intense and more. Um, you know, impactful than even my marriage. Oh yeah. I I love my husband. We have a wonderful marriage, but it's just, you know, something about, it's totally different. It's totally different. And so, um, The freedom to let yourself be in that moment, I think comes, uh, you are able to do that with the right support in place. So that's where the doula comes in to be able to kind of help you manage the labor. That's where, um, you know, having, sometimes it's even having a designated one person that you're gonna text and then they text everybody else. So it's just, it's managing all of that prenatally, knowing what the plan is, so that it really does free you up to kind of be in that moment and to, you know, be present. The number one thing that birth partners can do is be present. Yeah. They just need to be present for their um loved one as they go through this process. And for some, you know, partnerships that looks like um, you know, really intense eye connection and really massage and really like in, you know, in the face kind of connection mm-hmm. and other times it is, you know, just like a, you know, just being present, being like a hand on on the shoulder and just having that partnership, you know, knowing that that you're there. Yeah. Um, I think those are, you know, just being present is going to make a big difference uh, in not only your experience and to, and to recognize that this is not only, you know, where your you know, your partner becomes a mom. Um, it's also where you become a dad. And yeah. so it's like, you know, it, it, a lot of times we spend time on mom's experience and we don't necessarily acknowledge that, Hey, this is the, a pivotal moment in a dad's, uh, world as well, a uh, mm-hmm. partner's world as well as they become, you know, a dad to their child. Yeah,
0: it's super exciting. It was yeah. uh, one of the best days of my life. And yeah. I can tell you, it's tough. You know, folks at home, this is tough. And I know that there are, are a lot of folks that listen to the show who are expecting fathers or, or parents in general. Um, it's hard to say this and, and to say it, you know, and, and act on it. But just take this and keep this in mind. Reflect. If you're in the moment, if you're, if you're in there with your partner as they're giving birth and you have an opportunity to pause and just kind of reflect on your own personal uh, mind space, I think that that will help you realize, you know, I really need to stay present. Not necessarily it – w- it will help you focus on helping your partner, on staying in the moment and remembering everything because, you know, just like your wedding day – it it's flies by yeah. and it, the next thing you know, you got your, your left hand's a lot heavier. Yep. So this is the same sort of thing. Um, just try your best to remember to just pause and look at yourself, you know, introspectively.
1: Yeah. And I want to put a plug in here for if you are that type of person that is reflective and really, you know, there's all different kinds of people, right? So Mm -hmm. some people, I feel like just talking to you and getting to know you a little bit, like this is super impactful for you. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage people like yourself to look into birth photography. And I Mm. know it sounds like a little bit like, wah, wah, what, you know, birth photography, but because, um, you can get the whole story in photo form or in video form. Um, and you'll have that forever. So it's yeah. something to consider. It's actually like a thing. Like you can Google birth photography and you know your your city and and find people that do this thing. It's similar to the doula in the sense that they're on call for your birth. But um, you know, you will. I feel like anybody that does that looks back and, re, and you know is thankful that they have these moments captured. And, and and any photo you see, I feel like on Instagram or in Google, if you're typing in and viewing um, you know, births. All of these were captured by birth photographers, and you can see the emotion and and just really hold on to that. And sometimes you need it to process too. Like maybe things didn't go the same way or the way that you had planned. And mm-hmm. you can look back and look at the photos and kind of see the process a little bit and um and just relive it at another time. So yeah. And it doesn't have to be hired someone. Even if it's not hired, your doula can kind of take some photos, or you can have a designated person if you've got like a mom or you know another partner in the room. Yeah. So, you know, they could do that. So.
0: Now, nah, that's so cool. Now let's talk about the other end of yeah. this. So babies born. What should people focus on immediately in that postpartum, uh, you know, next what, three to five days or yeah. so?
1: So again, and kind of like we had to- mentioned the education piece prior, um, the best way that you can be supported and, or be ready for this postpartum time is to be, um, to have a conversation prenatally and say, Hey, What's our game plan? Like view it as like, we have got to come up with a plan. You know, this is, we've got a brand new family member <laughs> that's coming right. to home in a little bit and we have got to have a game plan. And um, and usually what I recommend for people to do is to, um, you know, think about, you know, how are we going to feed the baby? What's our thoughts on, how, on feeding the baby? What's our plan for like, how you know, what, what's our room structure? Are we doing like a bassinet by the bed? Are we, you know, what's the plan for the baby sleeping? Um, what's our food plan? You know, do we have or have we spent time creating frozen meals that we can pull out in a second or crock pot meals that we can throw on at the beginning of the day and have it available all the time? I I actually recommend people to grab a bunch of takeout menus and both go through with the different highlighters and highlight like what dad likes and what mom likes. And so when, you know, when your partner and your wife is like, I'm hungry now, (laughs) you don't even have to ask her like what she wants. You just like pick something that I've highlighted and like, give me food (laughs) immediately, you know? And, and there may come a time where that's like, you know, that's a thing. Um, or have some, you know, food that's super readily available. Um, you know, get your Amazon delivery to come and prepared for the time uh, afterwards.
0: That works. yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, So just having having a game plan, and then the big one I think is also having a list of numbers of uh, resources at that. Uh, that you can quickly reference in a postpartum time. So, typically, if you're breastfeeding, that's looking like a lactation uh, consultant that you can call. That you've you know either checked with your insurance, or you know you've got the hospital one that you can reach out to, or uh, another one that you've you know searched on the internet and found somebody um, having their numbers like listed out. Like, hey, this is who I'm calling for postpartum uh, for breastfeeding questions. This is who I'm calling if I've got uh, new baby care um, questions, and mm-hmm. I need you know your doula can also provide support, and uh, you can reach out to them during that postpartum time. I don't think we mentioned, we kind of got a little off at the birth, but the, the doula usually off, offers postpartum support as well. Oh, so okay. you, they come in like after the baby's born. And yeah. So that's another resource that you can have during that time.
0: That's um,
1: great. Yeah. And so, and just having that resource list available. So you when you come up, when something comes up, you know where to turn. Um, so prenatally, that's all that's done prenatally with a good conversation um, and so a little bit of legwork. But um I, I really want to recommend um, partners and dads to to know that, Day three to five is like the, oh my gosh, moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's usually when, um, you know, your wife's milk's coming in or your partner's milk's coming in. And, um, you know, it's just a hormonal shift. Usually the 24 hours before, um, you know, lactation kind of kicks into full gear. Um, you, everything's crazy. So laughing, crying, screaming, Happy, sad in like thirty seconds mm-hmm. is normal, yep. <laughs> and so um, when you see your partner go through it, it feels like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, but that's normal, and it's part of the process that's typically expected. What we call the baby blues, and that's mm. just a hormonal shift to giving birth. Yeah. And so, expecting that it's going to be a little bit crazy, and that you will, it won't be like that forever. Um, and and I, th- I know that you've, you know. Talked a little bit about postpartum depression and some things before, and yeah, a couple
0: episodes ago with Wendy Dunford, we talked a little bit about that. Do you have a a perspective on that? Yeah,
1: well, um, you know, in our in our course with Arrow we have we've actually interviewed a a reproductive psychiatrist, and so she talks a lot about like when to look out for um, you know things as they come up. So uh, I'm just remembering back to our conversation with her. She um, talks about you know the typical onset for like postpartum depression and anxiety is really Mm -hmm. like two to four months post baby. Wow. So it's not you know we're expecting this baby blues time in that like you know two to three week period is it being a really normal time to be up and down and kind of all over the place. Um but if things kind of persist or they start a little you know a couple months in mm-hmm. that's when you know you've got to kind of have your eyes out open and your ears perked for things that um come up. But um again that's that resource list where you have you know have talked about you know definitely if you've if um if your mom or your partner has struggled with um not your mom but your Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, If your partner struggled with with depression or anxiety in pregnancy, Mm -hmm. you have a higher likelihood of having it in postpartum. So, Mm, a postpartum uh, experience. So, just knowing that if that's on your radar prior to have those resources available to, you know, reach out to if you get in that spot postpartum. But, um, but yeah, so just kind of knowing what your resources yeah. are and, um, and just being prepared for this crazy time period when your milk comes in and, uh, and everyone's and crying. When, yeah, yeah. And when that milk Did you comes have a in, moment like that? Like uh, oh, with you your, know, I,
0: so, Or uh, just
1: crazy, like just intense craziness. A lot
0: of it was intense craziness and, 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 and it's not, okay, so. A lot of it was kind of due to some of the frustrations that we had around breastfeeding, um, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about next. And, you know, with Deanna, she – Aria wasn't latching as well as she could. Uh, Deanna was trying to produce milk as best she could, and then she wasn't producing enough milk. She ended up – what milk she did produce, Aria crushed. Yeah, (laughs) And then – and and she just got used to the bottle. And so Deanna was sitting there pumping – and she said she just felt like a cow and she just had this like mental breakdown where she was like, I, I just don't a uh, mental breakdown is a strong word. It yeah. wasn't like that. But you know, she, she just finally broke down and she was like, Alex, I, I don't know if I want, if I can do this anymore. I feel so guilty. And I was like, she was like, do, do you care if I stop breastfeeding? I was like, it's your body. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. It sounds like you're miserable. Like, do you want to yeah. switch to formula? And that's what we did. Yeah. Um, I mean that so so that that's where it got a little crazy. I
1: think um what you brought up is a is a real a good point that we need to talk about with people is that we you know what we know is that, you know, every drop of breast milk helps a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So there is benefits to breastfeeding. And and I think we all know that. In some ways we've all now that you know, I don't know, twenty years ago we didn't really you know, that was kind of the new thing, right? Everyone's like, okay, educate on breastfeeding because we'd come from all this formula fed babies. And now, now everyone has all this education and we know, Hey, it's, it's good. Breast milk is awesome for babies and, and drops are, you know, little, even one day of breastfeeding is better than no days. Right. Mm -hmm. But we also have to um, support moms and the choices that they make. And so I think number one, you know, having resources that you can reach out to like a lactation consultant sometimes can help you with things like latch issues or, um, you know, some of that you can tackle prenatally. Um, and then also just like giving moms the benefit of the doubt. I feel like that is like, we don't talk about that enough. Like, Hey, they're going to freaking make the best choice for their baby. (laughs) They're not, they're not going to do something that they don't think is like, you know, the right choice. And so it may be bottle feeding is the best, best thing you can do or pumping and doing some sort of combination feeding where you're doing formula and then doing breastfeeding at some, and then it may make more sense to just bottle feed. You're heading back to work and you've got other things going on. So I feel like getting, knowing that you have education where you, you know, Resources you can reach out to and kind of help you if you come up on like a hard time because mm. breastfeeding is hard, it's not, oh, yeah, it's not like you know everyone says, oh, it shouldn't hurt. And it's easy. It's like, no, it's really not. It's actually, you know, it, it can be a big transition. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and it's not always easy for everybody. You could have a tongue dye, you could have latch issues, you could have, you know, slow growth, you know, all, all these things that can come up. So it's good to be monitored and yeah. it's good if you've got, you know, some struggles to have the right support person. Um, and that truly is a lactation consultant just so, yeah. you know, everybody knows, you know, a pediatrician, even, isn't the right person for right. hey? How are we doing breastfeeding? Or what's the breastfeeding situation look like? Um, a lot of times, pediatricians have lactation support in their office yeah. as well, um, and so just knowing that that's the resource if you're trying to extend breastfeeding or, or continue it. And then also, you can hire them for weaning. Sometimes it's like, hey, how can I? I'm I'm not looking to breastfeed anymore. How can I like transition off the breast? Right. Try to get you know a system down where we can still feed the baby and you know be find uh, you know ways to bond. You can bond with your baby bottle feeding just like you can bond with your baby breastfeeding. So it's like, it's things like that that we, you know, we don't, we just need to be supportive of each other, I think, in a new way. And I think that there's a lot of stigma around what type of birth you had, what type of breastfeeding thing you had. Another one is circumcision, right? All these like yeah. tag, like moments of like, well, what did you do? What did, you know, how did you go? And, uh, you know, how was the situation for you? And we don't do enough of, um, listening to people's stories and, um, and accepting them. So and, what is
0: your take on circumcision? What is your so take
1: on that? So I, that's a good question. I am against it.
0: Okay. And why, and and why is it? I that?
1: am against it in, um, a lot for a lot of reasons. Okay. Um, simply that there is no medical evidence to support it. Okay. And uh, also because probably more than that is um, I don't feel like it is the choice of the parent to choose for the child, that the child um, for uh, a um, cosmetic surgery, which circumcision is, Mm -hmm. um, that choice should be left to them. So I am clear. This is the one thing. Like I have, you know, I'm like, hey, I am supportive of this I'm supportive of that and not and I can still um, you know understand people's choices if they you know choose to circumcise and you know support them you know that's not sure. the choice that I would make for myself or I didn't for my children but um, but I, I think a lot of times we don't you know again educate on um, what the process is and what are the benefits what are the risks um, and just kind of really dive into that procedure um, the way that we do other things
0: yeah. Um, And so
1: my, my advice is if you're unsure or you're not ready yet to make the decision, you don't have to at the time of birth, you can, you can put it off and, you know, dive into it a little bit more later. Um, or, um, or you can kind of get educated prenatally and kind of, you know, see, see where you fall. But, um, yeah, again, it goes back to that. We were just talking about support and, um, and different people's choices that, um, you know, that's my choice, but. Uh,
0: I don't know. think there's yeah there's like you know I don't think that there's necessarily a wrong answer. It's what's the best answer for yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, so certainly, certainly. Yeah. Now, um, why don't we talk a little bit about Arrowbirth? Yeah. And uh, so, so you mentioned a, a little bit of a snippet of the of it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Can you give us a story of of what it is that you're trying to do and why uh, you started this company?
1: Yeah. So we in the process of being with people, um, through pregnancy, through their birth, through postpartum. Um, we just really felt Tara and I both really felt like there was just this disconnect of like education, um, prenatal education. I don't know if, did you take a hospital class or did you take like a, okay.
0: And and I'll tell you, um, tell me
1: about it. I would uh, love to hear about it. It
0: it was, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, for, for me, I went into it thinking, okay, I just, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of know how it works. Uh, yeah. But, you know, just to kind of really focus in on it, because it's not like tangentially you're learning about the birthing process during yeah. when you're talking about the reproductive stuff. It's it's really, uh, it, it was really eye-opening to kind of learn about some of the whys, some of the things happen, and then some of the best practices. I thought all that was, was really beneficial. Cool. Um, the one thing that I thought was really funny was when she walked in, uh, when I say she, you know, the nurse walked in and she said, "Um, all right, I I hate to break it to everybody here, but, you know, if you're thinking that you need to take this class to know how to give birth, you just wasted all your money because your bodies are going to know exactly what to do. You know, speaking to the mothers, of course. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, we all kind of gave a chuckle and it's true, really, you know, at the end of the day, your body's going to do what it's got to do. But I think that what it really did a great job of preparing us for is really some of the context around, hey, if this is why, you know, head down is important. This is why the baby needs to be facing a certain direction and what would happen if uh, the if they pass a bowel movement and you know like the harm that that could cause because that happened to Aria and the you had to come in and, yep. and make sure that she's fine but you know that extra context helped me understand okay this is why they're here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Made it less scary. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's the whole, that's the whole point of the education process prior. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that it worked. Like you yeah. felt like prepared because that's that's the goal. And and I think um every, you know, there are lots of different ways you can get educated and some classes and courses are really cool. Others are a little bit old and, you know, from 1970s and we're struggling with, you know, the context. Mm-hmm. Um but so with Aero we really wanted to just modernize that process. So, um what we did is we actually interviewed um over 35 different uh, perinatal. Professionals, so from people, pretty much any professional that you would meet along the journey, um, we we reached out to them and we interviewed them, and so it's thirty five different experts talking about what they know best. So, for example, when we're talking about prenatal nutrition, we've uh, reached out to a prenatal nutritionist, and she's going through what you should eat and what things you should avoid, and how to you know pay attention to your body, and um, and when it comes down to the birth process, we're hearing from midwives and doctors, and and. Anesthesiologist talks about an epidural, and uh, you know, a reproductive psychiatrist is talking about uh, postpartum mood disorders, and so it's the right information from the right professional, and that's where I think it's a little bit different. We, it's sort of like I say the YouTube of, uh, you know, YouTube of birth course, yeah, in the yeah. sense that we we know that we, you know, lots of people learn through this style of kind of this docu educational conversation works, style. Like, I know, like what we're doing yeah. right now, like people learn stuff from just conversations, right? And And so that's what we did. So we interviewed um, over 35 people. We have, it's over 15 hours of content. That's great. Um, Yeah. And from pregnancy all the way to kind of postpartum, breastfeeding and through the birth process. That's
0: great. Now, how soon or I guess into the pregnancy should you be taking these courses and just be, uh, I guess, filling your head with this knowledge?
1: Yeah. Ideally, it's the second trimester, um, but everyone comes to the table a little bit Different, so sure. you know, some people, hey, at twelve weeks, they're you know, or they pee on the stick and they're wanting to get educated, and then yeah. the other people, you know, it's like a month before, like, oh crap, I haven't, <laughs> I've been working and busy, and I haven't, you know, really paid attention, and now I've got to really cram for what it's like to have a baby. Yeah, so it's really different, but I think the ideal time is in the second trimester because there's some really good content about how to kind of prepare your body in pregnancy for going through the process, and you'll want to. You know, it's not something that you'll probably like binge on. You know, we've organized it to be very topic oriented. So Mm -hmm. you may not hit on like the postpartum breastfeeding stuff until you're you know, closer to the birth or even postpartum breastfeeding at three in the morning when you're yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what to do. Right. So um, you might do, you know, you might hit the different videos at different times. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's available and you know, you can actually, even we have like, once you complete it, you can submit um, to your insurance. Some insurances even cover childbirth education, Oh, that's great. Um, which is really cool. You can always check with your plan and see if they do, um, which is great. I mean, it helps them in terms of their cost uh, as well.
0: And you, guys are doing a lot of cool work also yeah. so so uh yeah. just outside of of like the typical uh youtube birthing classes you yeah know, like you're talking about you're doing a lot of work with uh, midwives for haiti
1: yeah do you want to talk
0: about that mission i do
1: i do i do um absolutely want to talk about that i want to before i talk about that i sure. want to um Add in a little bit the extra thing that we do—not extra, but part of our process—is also uh-huh. not only learning; it's also consulting. So we have. Ah, uh, good point. Yeah, we. So our little our system is um, learn, consult, and give. And we're going to touch on the give in a second. The learn part is through kind of the online course. Um, the consult part is like. On demand consulting for wherever you are in the process, so it's That's really cool. exciting because within the platform you can um, schedule consultations with, um, let's say it's a doula, or let's say you want to kind of prepare for an induction and you want the you know powwow course of like, hey, what do I do, need to do for um, for this you know induction I'm about to face? Um, it might be a lactation consultant on on demand, so you get to the point where you have uh, what we were talking about those resources, that list of like, hey this is the person I can reach out to if I have some issues breastfeeding. It may be a mental health specialist talking about, you know, processing your birth or am, am I, you know, a candidate for, do I need to go see somebody for postpartum depression? Mm. Um, it could be a sleep expert, right? You know, you're going back to work oh, and your baby is like God. <laughs> got some issues and up, you're up all night with the baby and you it's like, this is not sustainable. I got to figure it out. So yep. it's supposed to be like a one-stop shop where you can learn and you can consult with the right expert. Um, and then the, the giving portion. So it's learn, consult, give. Um, and yeah. And we work with midwives for Haiti. I don't know if you, do you have you heard of that organization before? You know, I, or I had just
0: heard through... of the organization, but cool. I hadn't really, uh, dug into it too much. Yeah. So do you want to share a bit about the Absolutely. mission? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, so midwives for Haiti is our, um, partner in this process. We have, um, uh, an alpha partner. So the main partner right now we work with and they, uh, we donate with every portion, every, every purchase on our site gets, uh, we donate towards midwives for Haiti. So it's so sort of cool. like the Tom's shoe concept of really, um, you know, uh, you know, giving to make births better. Mm-hmm. Um, we we actually got involved with the organization. We have a dear friend who's a midwife uh, and a good friend of ours who is on their board. And, you know, she would g- travel to Haiti and, you know, she would write about it on her blog. And it, we were just like, both. Like, you know, you just spend the time reading about this experience in Haiti for these birthing mothers and you realize, oh my gosh, you know, how hard it is for them. So really our love for this organization and what they do came from, you know, the years of following our friends as they travel down there and kind of support the organization. But what they do is they train, um, birth attendants. So, Mm. um, they actually go in and, um, you know, give the education needed for really the, you know, ultimately who will be the quote unquote midwives. And they are called skilled birth attendants. It's a different word than a midwife, but, um, they're responsible for catching the babies in Haiti and, and the roads are really not great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very hard. A lot of times you may not even have a skilled birth attendant. They also train something called matwans, which are, um, uh, like the grandmother midwives, you know, the, the, oh, okay. the, the midwives that have, or the grandmothers that have been catching babies in little tiny villages forever, you know, and so they give basic training and when to kind of know when something's going not correct and wow. give them like safe birth kits. So they give those out to like the real r- rural areas and then they also have uh, trained. Uh, skilled birth attendants in kind of the more metropolitan areas but it so haiti is the most dangerous place in the western hemisphere to give birth Mm. and it's also uh, subsequently the the um you know most dangerous place for infant mortality as well so and when you
0: say uh danger as in as in death death as in maternal mortality maternal and And infant infant, mortality how
1: yep so, I mean, they got it both. And so that's just a real, a country that needs our help. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of where, you know, if you want to make an impact, and we have our own issues here, we, you know, we we have a lot of things we've got to fix within the maternal system here. But, um, you know, and we're planning on, you know, Arrow is definitely planning on doing that as well mm-hmm. and, and supporting organizations that, um, you know, support kind of at home as well. But really, uh, Midwives for Haiti is kind of near and dear to our heart and, you know, the money that you know, we donate to them, it's going to be really impactful and really make a difference. That's so Um, wonderful.
0: Good on you guys, you know, God bless you. That's great. What a wonderful uh, cause to support. And uh, we, we do have a special offer. Do you want to talk about some of the pricing that uh, listeners can take advantage of?
1: Yeah. So we, we offer our, um, it's called the discover birth education course. Um, And that would be what you would take in replace of like a childbirth education class. Um, Mm. But you have the benefit of it being online and on on demand, and uh, it's a you get a full year access. Also, money back guarantee. If you you know it's not your thing after a first couple of videos, you mm-hmm. can always um, we'll give you your money back. But um, so that full course from pregnancy to postpartum is three seventy nine normally. And so what we're doing for you guys today um, with the Dad Chronicle code, it's the, the discount code is the Dad Chronicle, and it's fifty percent off.
0: So, yes, which makes it $189.50.
1: Yes. That's <laughs> so, so cheap. Honest yeah. to God,
0: that is very cheap. Yeah,
1: and it gives you a lot of, you know, you've got your prenatal education, you've got your, um, you know, birth education, you've got some breastfeeding information, you've got, you so oh, it's a ton of info um, in, you know, hopefully you get through it all and you know, can really be informed for the birth process. So, um, you know, we'd love for you to kind of check it out. So if you go to arrowbirth.com and you can, you know, kind of check it out there and um, and on on our pricing page, we have the Discover Birth Education course.
0: No, that's so cool. Um, well, thank you for sharing a lot of that. You know, I, I'd like to end the the conversation with um, you know uh, a, a little bit of words of wisdom from somebody who's you yeah. know you've been a parent now for what ten years. Yeah. So, what would you say to somebody in um, maybe a new parent? You know, you, yeah. you've had a lot of encounters and interactions with new parents. Yeah. Um, what would you say to them to to, to give them hope to give them inspiration about this new journey they're on?
1: I would say two things. Um, The first thing I would say is your gut instinct is almost always right. And we don't know that when we just first become parents, we don't know that like, we're not in touch with that innate feeling of like, Hey, I know what's best for my child. Um, there, we have to kind of learn to be open to that voice inside that says, "Hey, something's not right," or, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. I got this, and you know, this is the way I think we should do it. Or, um, it's just that internal voice, and especially I think for um, both moms and dads, just to know that that is. You know, to pay attention to that little voice and to kind of cultivate it a little bit, and um, and not just kind of shove it down. I mm-hmm. mean, there's been many times where you know that instinct has been proven proven right. So yeah. trust your instinct. And then the other thing is that. It's always, <laughs> like, yeah. it's
0: always a phase.
1: Yeah, it's always a phase that comes from maybe having a little bit of older children. Yeah, um, and of course, I'm sure the parent, you know, the parents with like teenagers are probably laughing at me, going, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah. I wait until you get well, into teenagers. Yeah, but, but you know, I think that there's something having multiple children and having them, you know, as they grow, is that you learn, like, hey, that was just a phase. I thought that they were like, you know three the devil had entered and you know uh-huh. what's going on and it's like oh that was just a phase
0: <laughs> devil's entered and it's not leaving oh wait two weeks later it's yeah gone.
1: two weeks later and that <laughs> I always joke my neighbor because we all had kids around the same age and one day she walked out and said the devil left your child and entered mine because her, her daughter was one one year younger than mine that's I was like funny. okay yeah I was just gonna be passing
0: him back and, and he's forth. contagious what can I say <laughs> it's
1: contagious so yeah it's a phase and you know not to not to be uh, hard on yourself to you know Parenting is tough, and we just have to give each other the benefit of the doubt and support each other in the process, and and just be there and be, you know, listen to people's stories and yeah. just be supportive.
0: Totally. Well, uh, this has been such a fun conversation. A yeah. ton of wisdom.
1: Thank you. It's and been fun. awesome
0: stuff that you've shared. Uh, I got to thank Tim. Yes. For having me on. So shout out to Tim. Tim yep. is one of my co-hosts on joystick and mouse. You can go to joystick and to listen to our video game podcast. Yeah.
1: Um, He's a dear friend of ours. So. Yeah.
0: So a uh, big thank you to him Yeah. for, for really connecting us and uh, yeah. good luck with Arrowbirth. birth. Um, this is such an exciting program. And yeah. again, uh, for our listeners at home, if you go to arrowbirth.com and you sign up for their membership, uh, use code the dad chronicle uh, all one word. You get fifty percent off. Yeah,
1: doesn't matter, caps or low cap or (laughs) low caps, 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 low low caps. caps. Yeah, we'll just call it that.
0: Yeah, and Um, I hope
1: to, you know, we have a a podcast as well called The Arrow's Angle, and I hope to have you on. Absolutely, say the word. I would love to. We're gonna make it happen.
0: Sweet. All right, and we'll we'll plug that whenever that happens. We'll we'll let everybody know here. So again, our guest has been Mary Smith. Well, I'm sorry.
1: Mary Stutzman, Stutzman Smith. Smith. We, we talked go, about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can go by Mary. Smith. All right. Mary Smith. <laughs> We're going to
0: go by Mary Smith for now. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks again to Mary Smith for being an awesome guest and just having an awesome conversation, providing a lot of wisdom. I know there, there are a lot of, uh, of expecting parents that listen to this show. So hopefully this was helpful to you guys. And as a reminder, if you want to take advantage of the offer that Mary provided, you can head over to Arrowbirth.com for a uh, free trial and you can use the code the dad chronicle all one word for 50 percent off if you subscribe and if you enjoyed what you listened to today give us a five-star rating on itunes that definitely helps and consider supporting the show if you head to the dad there's a link there to become a patron and we have a lot of really awesome rewards that patrons can take advantage of so be sure to check that out if you'd like to chime in on the conversation, email the Dad Chronicle Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on social media at Alex Albisu. My last name is spelled A L B as in boy, I S as in Sam, U. And find all the other shows I do over at incastmedianetwork.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.